Hey there, Softball Universe. Welcome back to another episode of Softball Diaries. I'm your host, Alex Kleger. Here's my co-host, Matthew Bogovetsky. Hey, guys. Uh, we are coming from a very special location. Live on site. Somewhere in South Philadelphia. Definitely out of our uh, comfort zone. I know. We're doing it. It was great. Yeah, Kleger yeah. had to try it. Shut uh, up. I can't <laughs> believe it. Park. It was... wasn't that bad. <laughs> Though the last time wasn't that bad, but the first eight times wasn't great. Anyway. Like two times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we were coming from the abode of the one, the only Jesse Kara. Hey, Jesse! Super <laughs> excited to get you on the podcast. You know, it's been so many games. You know, and you're definitely deserving. I've of being been begging on. you to be on this for ages. That's true. <laughs> you sounded excited at the beginning of the hey, and then I already lost uh, enthusiasm by the end of it. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that the interview is really going to open eyes, going to turn heads, pleasantly surprised, all that stuff. Mm. I always yeah, thought Jesse was a cardboard cutout, so maybe maybe there's more beyond that. Maybe you'll learn that he is a cardboard cutout. <laughs> maybe you will. Maybe. Confirming a suspicions. Mm. Fuck you, Buko. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Buko, how was your weekend? Good. Uh, wedding. Eagles won. Uh, that's it. Yeah, Tiger, you, you you had a very special football weekend for you. I guess I did, yeah. Um, I did casually figure out that I would watch a Penn State blowout, uh, being them being blown out by Ohio State, and they won. Um, that's, I think, the best win that they've ever had. It might be the best win that they'll ever have in their whole franchise, whatever. Did you enjoy it fully, or were you... No, I was... Just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if... I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it, but it was mostly just, like, un... Like, un... Like, or... Surprising, just surprising. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, Pitt beat Penn State, and I know. Penn State beat Ohio State. So yeah. Pitt beat Ohio. So Pitt's basically <laughs> basically the 2015 national champs. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. That's the way it works. I think I think that we're actually technically co-champs now. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah. We got the recap coming up from Tuesday. Big game actually. It was uh, unseasonably warm. Had a great turnout. Yeah, it was like what mid 70s. Uh, yeah, no, it was positively it was, tropical. Yeah, uh, we had a great game, fun game, interesting game, and uh, we're gonna have an interview with Mr. Kara. I dreamed I was an angel that fell into disgrace. My wings came off and left me, and I flew out into space. The darkness had no bottom, through infinity I fell. My face began to laugh at me, and then I heard it yell. Nightmare! Villains and meanies tracking me down. Nightmare! Devils and genies floating around. Tuesday was a game of softball titans matched up against each other. Yeah, uh, would we call it the RJ Metrics grudge match? Loser leaves town sort of thing? Uh, I think you could do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's what we agreed upon. Yeah, so the uh, the matchup was you, Alex Kleger, versus uh, the, uh, I don't know what to call him, Rohan Shah. Yeah. Uh, in a, a matchup. Known asshole. Rohan. Known asshole Rohan Shah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, you, your team, Claire, you wound up winning. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your your team? So I think that the winning mentality really started from the draft. Um, Rohan drafted up very poorly, and I think I drafted to strength on offense, defense, and special teams. <laughs> yeah, the special teams. You guys really, you guys really dominated the punt game. We blocked we position. We blocked <laughs> three punts. It's unheard of. Um, so yeah, uh, the game was pretty tight. Uh, for a while, it was two to two. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I had Zach Crone go first, throw knuckleballs. He threw three innings, but he got in trouble in the, the first two innings, but he didn't allow a big hit to kind of let the um, Rohan's team cash in. Uh, I think that it was basically bases loaded both times, but uh, we were able to get outs. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. So well, we get outs sometimes, but. Yeah, there's two runs scored. Uh, and then your team scored two runs thanks to uh, you, Clegger, with two uh, bases, or sorry, two out base hit. You had a nice one? Nice, yeah, it was a little opposite field, little infield hit. It felt yeah. good. Steve Ergo, who had a solid game all around, also got a. Uh, so the, the big thing that happened, though, was uh, in the fourth inning. Yeah. You guys are up to bat. Uh, they brought in Tom Kelly. And it's a very interesting choice to have Tom Kelly pitch because Tom Kelly admitted that his shoulder was hurting and he was having trouble throwing the ball, which is a weird thing to take your guy that has a sh- hurt shoulder and decide, like, you should pitch now. Uh, uh, he said, like, it would hurt to, like, throw it hard, but he can throw it soft. It just seems like a weird decision. Sometimes those intangibles matter. Yeah, I think that is tangible. Sometimes, sometimes the <laughs> tangibles matter as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he wound up giving up back-to-back home runs. Yeah, this was a real backbreaker, I imagine. Yeah, uh, Dan Martino came up and just, uh, he didn't really hit it. I don't say he got all of it, but he sort of hit it up, and he's just, like, really strong, and the ball just fell over the other side of the fence. It was, like, pretty impressive feat of strength. Yeah, it was gone. And then right after him, uh, Noah Rush hit a home run, so... Noah, probably having a great, great season. Amazing season. season. Rookie maybe, of the year. Maybe even MVP type season. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, anyway, so that was sort of... That felt really backbreaking to us. I mean, we, we tried to stay loosey-goosey with uh, Rohan's team, which was uh, the Philadelphia Free Lines, but... Uh, yeah, it's just really weird. We were both cat-themed names, but I didn't even really think about... Our, I, there was no sort of collaboration there. Right, uh, our Jesse, you and I theme. We did a meow chant at one point. Yeah, it was uh, a great meow chant. It, it hyped us up for a little bit. But, yeah, uh, but but unfortunately, brought in the closer Steph Ritchie, and she dominated. Um, I know that you're gonna say that she that she was helped out by the infield, which is absolutely true. But Steph's pitch count through three innings must have been at eleven or twelve. She was wiping people off. I know. Well, Clark, I was about to give you a ton of credit. Uh, Here we go. Putting, putting in Noah at second base was a stroke of genius, one might say, because there was a double play in there. I think you grounded into that double play. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I think I, I, I... Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was definitely happy to have basically two quality shortstops with Gabe and Noah in there, and both like a really strong infield. It, it's huge. Without taking anything away from Stephanie, because she hit... She had ground balls hit to the second base. Exactly. Like, that's good. That's yeah. like, you're doing your job, but it helps to have somebody that's like a very competent fielder at second base to, to, to clean those up. So, yeah, and that was sort of it. Our team didn't really sniff anything after that. Even, you guys scored another couple runs, but it didn't really matter because the, uh, the damage was done and the door was shut. And the lights turned off. And the, <laughs> and the lights turned off. But right literally seconds before the lights turned off, we had attempted to take a uh, photo. I always wondered what that photo was going to look like. I know. Instead, we had to move it to the basketball court. John Stone tried to show off his athleticism or 
Whatever that is. The I, de I definitely would have broken an arm or something if I, if you had put me up on t onto the, the basketball hoop. Okay, we never would have his, his cleats were mangled within the net, which was really disconcerting to me. I was kind of hoping you would fall and hurt himself. No. He might have deserved it. Well, <laughs> it would have been funny for him to fall no. and just be caught up in the net. Dangling <laughs> like, by That would have been a good picture. Yeah. yeah All right. Well, the, so, whole, the whole thing was just supposed to be... Uh, anyway, yeah. It was, it was, I think it probably was a nice photo. I haven't seen any softball game photograph taken in front of a basketball hoop. That's the way, that's the way God planned it. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> so a uh, final score, Puko? Uh, your team, which we're, we're building a hairball and they're going to pay for it. Uh, six, the Philadelphia felines, two. Nice. Wicked brew, wicked brew. Take a drink of wicked fruit. Take a pee from a fly. Take a spider's right eye. Right now, uh, recorded live in front of a studio audience in South Philadelphia, Jesse, the body, Kara. Jesse, Jesse, the cardboard box. What is this? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, just, I have no idea. I, don't know. Just I mean, that's like a moment of genius. It's a good callback to, to earlier in the podcast. But, yeah. but I welcome to my house. I offer you a beer. I provide you with warmth. And Beautiful shelter. house, by the way. And yeah, I just get we're, we're staying. We're staying here for a week. Yeah, absolutely. It's a long form podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're really trying to capture you, Jesse. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I don't know. Cardboard box just seemed, just seemed great. I don't know. That's cool. <laughs> that makes me feel good. Yeah. Cardboard cutout, to be fair. Hmm. Well, you said box a second time. The second time. Okay. Cardboard family. So, Jesse, um, you know, I've definitely got criticized for starting a podcast with the whole origin story, where are you from, and all that stuff. But that's also because almost everybody that we've ever had on this podcast, basically born in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, we get the occasional East Coaster somewhere. Uh, I came to Philly, you know, for school or whatever. But you, uh, you know... Slightly different version of that. So I really want to step back in time with you. Yeah, sure. th let's establish the Jesse Carrot origin story. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Where, 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 where were you born? I was born in a small town in Northern California called Grass Valley, California. Uh, it's in the foothills of Sierra Nevada. Um, it's idyllic and pretty. It's Nevada. Uh, it's Nevada, not Nevada, by the way. What's the correct? Nevada. 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 I think it depends on where you're from. The there was okay. a whole like Veep episode about calling it Nevada, not Nevada. Nevada. Oh, really? Um, Nevada. Okay, so so foothills. Yeah. So my my entire family is from Northern California. I was born there, and then I moved away when I was three to Brazil, where my Wait, parents. Wait, do you hold a grudge against Southern Californians like you're absolutely? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I I was born a Giants fan, and I hate the Dodgers, so I have that grudge, and it kind of pervades other aspects of life. But fair enough. Not I just definitely they steal your water. I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't care about the water all that much. But it's more mostly uh, Dodgers and um, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like we're cooler. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I, I was just trying to see what, see where I could go with it. <laughs> anyway, so you moved to Brazil. Yeah, my parents were teachers at an American school in Brazil, which is like a school for rich people who live in Brazil. And we lived there for 10 years. Do, yeah, and we lived in Sao yeah. Paulo. How good is your Portuguese right now? Uh, not great. I, I haven't been there in like 17 years. So it's a little rusty. Uh, and yeah. So, did you go to the American school in Brazil? 
Yeah. So um, I went. All my classes were in English. Um, most of my friends were actually American or European, and I had kind of like this weird Americanized life in another country. How so? Uh, I ate at McDonald's. Uh, I spoke English at home and in, in class. I played baseball. I played basketball, and um, you know, came back to the states every summer, every winter, and you know, I don't know. I, I had a very Americanized lifestyle, the the most you could have um, living over there. Yeah. What about like, but like television and movies and other cultural stuff? Was it as American as possible, or like? Do you know that button on your TV or your like cable? It's called SAP S A P. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it allows you to program and broadcast your TV shows like in Spanish in the U.S. They had the exact same thing, so they would bring a lot of American shows like Seinfeld and Friends and all the cartoons, and I'd watch them uh, in English because of the SAP button. Wow. So uh, yeah, I think we got things like a year and a half later, but for the most part, yeah, I watched. Yeah, this is pre-internet, so for for the most part, so it's like you know, that's all you got culturally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then also like I would go to like the open air like food markets and uh, you know, watch my dad barter with guys selling bananas, and that was like the alter- the other side of it. So I had like some taste of the Brazilian experience, but um, uh, it's not as like extravagant and exotic as one might think. Yeah, so how did your parents know it was time to uh, Vamanos from Brazil? Uh, it was, my sister went off to college in the States. She went to um, college in California, and I think my parents had been there for 10 years, and they were like, ah, we should go back to the States. And we moved to Florida of all places. Um, Where in Florida? We lived one year in Naples, Florida, which is like a really... So they decided that the part they liked about Brazil was the humidity, and they're like, "Let's do that." Yeah, exactly. I don't. It they're just a, trying to get back, you know. I know, but I gotta stick around for the caipirinhas. Exactly. I don't. I don't know exactly what went through my parents' head because we moved back to the states to be close to my sister, but we were still like a seven, six-hour flight away from her. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we we were there. Uh, it was fine. Uh, Naples, Florida is like the ritziest kind of old money place ever. And so my parents from Northern California didn't really get along with many people. And we moved to a more subdued uh, town an hour north called Bradenton, which is like near Sarasota. Oh, which is just old people. Yeah, kind of old people, but like weirdo people kind of like skirting the law from the Northeast. Kind of like your, your old fashioned so that's where my grand- Florida town. It's where my grandparents uh, wintered. Oh, nice. Because they're Canadians and, you know. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, Sarasota specifically, though. So, uh, is that that's where you went to high school? Yeah, I so, went to high school. So, what kind of, like, what kind of friends, like, what kind of, like, I don't, I don't know people that went to the high school in Florida, so, like, I imagine that there's, like, two versions of, like, the Floridians, and one is, like, the semi-rich, like, beach dwellers, and the others are just, like, all just, like, straight-up rednecks, pretty much, like, yeah, do, do those exist? Handled. It is the panhandle. Well, so there were definitely. So, oh well, it's, it's Sarasota. Sorry, it's the uh, whatever. So the, 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 like the western, the western coast, though, right? Brayden is not exactly like Sarasota. It's a lot of like strip malls and like I don't know pawn shops and stuff like that. It's not. It's not all that nice. Yeah. Um, the school I went to was a like a, a private school, so it was 
nicer. Oh, yeah. Most you, people were like, were you, you were all private school. Yeah. 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 I, I remember this. Say now. cardboard box. I'm sorry. I'm no. That. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, 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 like four wheeling and shooting guns or anything like that. I had friends who did that stuff, but I wasn't really that close with them. Uh, I had a lot of friends who had like divorced parents who had, like were wealthy, but had way too much freedom and uh, did whatever they wanted. And I. I don't know. Those are great. Those are great friends to have in high school. Yeah, it was fun. I feel like a lot of them uh, took it to a, an extreme, and I, I kind of like I had parents who like cared what I did <laughs> and made sure I called home, and I couldn't get away with it. Yeah. Um. So I had like a weird um, divergence where like half my friends are like doing great, live in big cities, and have great jobs, and the other half are living at home. And how many of them are cocaine drug pits at this point? Um. I don't know. I know a little drug. Very. Many people who dealt drugs at various points in high school and, and post high school. Uh, I think like pills and coke and stuff, those, those were pretty fun those days. Uh, it's Florida, man. But then the other half, like, I don't know, plenty of friends who are awesome and doing yeah, well. Yeah, sure. It's a big thing. Oh, what are you saying? You can't, you can't sell drugs and be awesome? Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was rude to me. How do you know my parents are drug dealers? <laughs> Um, all right, so, and then you decided to stay in Florida for college, right? Yeah, I went to college in Orlando. I don't think there's really... UCF? Or... UCF, yeah. Uh, it, which is cool, it's like a big school, but... Isn't it like the biggest school? Or like... It's I know it's not the biggest, three, but... Top three, I think. No Black yeah. Knights? Golden Knights? Black Knights? We were the Golden Knights my Golden freshman Knights. year, and then they just became the Knights after that. Oh, they streamlined really? the, uh, the name. Huh. I can imagine if you're like the Black Knights, you can get rid of the because like maybe, but like that was a good Golden movie. Knights. Remember Golden Knights. Martin Lawrence? Yeah, Martin Black Lawrence. Black Knight. Yeah. He went back in time. Oh, yeah, it was like a remake of Knight and King Arthur's Court, I think, probably. Yeah, and there was like a tagline like, going black in time. Or oh, something yeah. Like that. Yeah, was... Martin Lawrence had a really good two movie run with that and Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Blue Streak actually wasn't that bad. Blue Streak was good. Bad Boys 2. Was actually really good, and then Bad Boys Three was not that great. Wait, there's a third. I thought that they were just thinking about a third one, or did it already happen? I'm pretty sure it already happened, but I might be talking my mess. Okay, so you went to uh, Florida for college, and what you what you major in? Uh, I study. I majored in econ. And I had a minor in math. Nice. I kind of wish yeah. that I had done econ and math. Uh, I wish I'd definitely done something with math. I wouldn't have to do the prerequisites I'm taking. Oh right come now. on! Okay, Are you in school right now, Bigo? Yeah. So this is not about me though, Jesse. And he's doing. You're doing pre-algebra right now. Or I'm what doing, is it? No, I'm doing pre-algebra. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Really, uh, I'm doing statistics and pre-calc right now. How does it feel to be attacked on a podcast, Biko? Oh, hey, I, it we're happens asking all questions. the time. Okay. <laughs> I know you've listened to one podcast, but if you listen to all uh, fifty-seven other ones, there's plenty of jabs. There's Bico. fifty-eight other ones. Oh, he said he listened to one other one. Oh. So You're right. 57. So, I'm so sorry. See, that's I'm what pre-calculus will teach you. I can't, Statistics, uh, Actually, I'm not good. I'm not good at counting. And I don't care. Yeah, sure, you have a calculator that will handle that for you, I'm sure. Okay. Carry it too. So you graduated from college, and then where do you head off to? Um, I... So I thought I wanted to become an academic, because I, I like school. I was good at school, and we're also in the middle of a recession, so I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do for a job. So I, uh, I was like, I'll become an academic, I'll get a PhD. And my brother-in-law is a professor of poli-sci, and I was like, oh, that's similar to econ, and I can get into programs. So uh, 
I enrolled in a program at the University or Washington University in St. Louis, um, where I quickly realized that I was completely out of place, um, and then kind of hung out there for two years before calling it quits. R.I.P. Snoop. Yeah, we have a friend Snoop that just is uh, just up. He's at what's a seven-year pro? It's like a six-year. Okay, I don't know. It's an architecture program. He's so at the architecture program. Multi years at at Washington, at Washu. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, so you were there for two years total? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like the classes. I like the classes. I could like. Uh, I took a lot of stats and math classes. I was like, oh, this is nice. I got homework. I'll like do my homework and then I'll you know, take tests and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, uh, that last summer after the second year, they're like, all right, like, now it's time to choose your dissertation topic and write research. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I would go to the library for, like, eight hours and just, like, kind of read books and try to I'd be like, all right, uh, what are we going to do? All right, uh, politics, uh, economics. And then I, I would just not have any idea. And I was like, I hated myself. Um... And I was like, I, I can't write papers for the rest of my life. So I, I decided to pretty quickly just drop out. Okay. Um, <laughs> Two years And I, I called my sister, <laughs> and I was like, do you mind if I come live with you in Seattle while I figure out my life? And um, so I lived in Seattle for like nine months to figure things out. What did you do in Seattle? Uh, I like wore sweatpants <laughs> and... Uh, like applied for jobs. So you lived in Seattle. Yeah, exactly. It was like it was like gray and, and miserable out. It was like not the best place to be when you're kind of reevaluating life and yeah. like uh, dealing with the struggles of unemployment. How yeah, you're how depressed were you? Not. I mean, I'm not like one of those guys who's like uh, functionally depressed. I was just like in a in a rut, you know. I wasn't like I like that. I didn't have an imbalance. I just like was like oh my whole. My plan for life kind of failed a little bit, yeah. but uh, it made me stronger. I got some work at the University of Washington doing some research stuff and uh, was able to apply around and... and um, you should just try to go to every school that has Washington in the name of Exactly. It. I think there's Washington Lee and then Washington something else. Yeah, George Washington. George, George Washington. Washington, yeah. It's very confusing to go from Washington University in St. Louis to... Mm -hmm whatever, just the state of Washington. Yeah. I would tell people at the University of Washington, I was like, yeah, I went to Wash U, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably, when you're in Washington State, probably confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I randomly applied a job in Philadelphia with no connection here, and I, I got it, and I got to meet Alex, and here I am on a podcast. Oh, and then the rest is... It's history. history, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was a teenage monster. Bang. Bang. I was a teenage monster. Bang. Bang. A horrible teenage monster. Bang. So you end up in Philadelphia via Brazil, Florida, uh, St. Louis, Washington. Mm -hmm. um, so you come here because of the job that we're a co-worker at, at RJ Metrics, yeah. essentially, because you got the job and yeah. you moved to Philadelphia. Did you know anybody in Philadelphia? Um, I had one good friend from high school. 
um, he was at Temple Med at the time, and he was the only person I knew out here, and we were pretty close friends, but hadn't talked much, um, and he let me sleep on his couch for a few weeks while I found a spot, and he's been, like, really supportive, uh, so yeah, it's good to have What's one person. What's uh, Nick Milanazar, this is this is a shout out to you, Nick. Shout out, great skin, right? Isn't he like a? Yeah, he's a uh, he's. I mean, he's got he's got great skin. He's in dermatology residence, and he's also like uh, he's half Iranian, half Cuban. So like, he's a very attractive man. Yeah, chemicals can't buy that, baby. No, but uh, you should see his his Kiehl's collection. He's got a lot of nice lotions and. Exfoliants and things like oh, that. Oh, so that stuff's not BS. You really like you play a premium and you, you get results. I think so. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta move on from. Like, I always heard that rubbing keratin on your skin makes no sense whatsoever. What is keratin? Well, keratin is like what your skin. Carrots? Is no, oh, keratin's like, a, like it's, it's a fingernails. Yeah, a keratin's. Don't a type have fingernails of, on your face. <laughs> no, but it's it's uh, it's just a type of uh, like dense irregular tissue. So. But yeah, yeah I would say that too if I had uh, fucking wrinkles like you, Buko. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> so you, sorry about being a cardboard. So take it. Take us through your first six months or so in Philadelphia, uh, day by day. So I I lived in my friend's house for a little bit. Yep. Um, I started working at RJ, and I was just living on his couch, and I um, was on Craigslist looking for places and I, I happened to find a good place with some dudes around my age who were looking for a replacement for a, another roommate and um, we hit it off uh, really well and actually those a few of those guys came out to uh, softball a few times. Yeah, Reed. Reed Kendall, uh, who is pretty awesome at softball, he should come more often. Yeah. Um, and they were, they did were John ever come? I think John did come John, once. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Back in the Temple days. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're good guys. They brought me in. They, they showed me around. Um, I got to meet, uh, some good guys at work like Alex and, uh, yeah, it was really easy to fall into a good social crew. My, my girlfriend, um, and this is all within like almost immediately, right? Like within like a few months. Yeah. Within, within a month and a half, I'd already met my girlfriend who we are now living together. So, uh, it was a really stressful time at work, but uh, it was also a lot of fun um, meeting all these great people in this this great town. Yeah, it seems like a pretty sweet transition for you. Yeah, I remember, yeah, you started three months after me, but uh, Seattle, our boss at the time, was like, hey, you have to mentor this guy. And I was like, uh, all right. But uh, Jesse has really taken that 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 mentor-mentee relationship extremely serious throughout the years together. I, I yeah, still wish I could Alex. fall ass backwards into something <laughs> like that. Though, without the Clegger pipe, probably. But yeah, hey, sure. <laughs> you know what, you know what, Buka? I would really love to, to see you work on your strengths a little bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> my mentor. That would be interesting. <laughs> Alex is a really helpful mentor, but, uh, you know, if you ask him a question, he, he wouldn't... Um, he wouldn't make it rosy for you. He'd I just roll his eyes, he'd like huff and puff, I just and then really help you out. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because he, he actually was my mentor at a job. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I wasn't. Yeah, you're right. We worked at a place where we, we were, I guess, short order chefs is the closest thing that you could possibly call yeah. it. But there was nobody there to work and occasionally somebody would come in. It was just the two of us, like, essentially doing nothing the entire time. And then somebody would come in and he'd be like, all right, I've been here longer, so you have to make that. And I'd be like, how do I do it? And you're like, yeah. You'll 
I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I made you do things, even though the, I worked there, like, ten days longer than you did. You did get me that job, which paid me, like, five bucks an hour. It was Dude, great. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a $100 paycheck every week, and that was the most money I'd ever seen. I was like, this is amazing. This is going to get me through college. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it was like it was like a weird, uh, you know, it's his like weird manipulative side of him where exactly. he he wants to breed loyalty, but also like make you fear him, and then also make you doubt yourself. Yeah, it was really awesome. Great, great oh, time at work. Sounds awesome. None of that's true. Real J.K. Simmons over here. You're gonna throw a symbol at his head? Do you want to just yeah. Throw it? You know, Jesse's been very successful. You want to throw that vase with the eucalyptus at his head? And I feel like he should be thanking me right now. I do thank you. Yeah, whatever. Don't, uh, don't okay. thank you. No, definitely not. All right. I thank you for teaching me about trust. Wow. And who not to trust. Nice. Really good. All right. So that pretty much gets us to, to modern day for the most part. Um, and yeah, so we're going to transition to other questions now. I don't have so a So you got a transition. beard right now. What's up Boom. with the beard? Why do you have a beard now? Why did you decide to grow a beard? I've always wanted a beard. Um, I always I've tried to grow one out, and I've hit this like middle phase that I hate, where I look like a prepubescent man trying to grow a beard. Um, but I think this time, for whatever reason, I had the courage to to stick through it and uh, grow it all the way out, and I, I'm really happy with it. it yeah, good. it doesn't look like you grow much on the cheeks. You're just yeah, I'm more. I'm, I'm. I mean, that's good. Strong on the chin, good on the good on the mustache, but yeah, cheeks are not. No, really no, that's good. Point. That's a good. You don't have to. Yeah. I mean, I don't trim mine, but if I did, I would have to trim mine. See, I would love <laughs> a high cheek beard like that. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Sure. Vuko's kind of gets a little brillowy very no, fast. Mine, mine gets very brillowy very quickly. Yeah. But yours looks pretty good now, Jesse. It was looking a little bit Amish for a while, but it's really, it's thickened up. Yeah, exactly. Eh? Saying the Amish don't have thick beards, Clegger? Uh, no, I don't. It's just... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to describe Backtrack it. Backtrack that statement, Clegger. Bring right. it back. I'm talking about the Mennonites, not right. the Amish. I mean... I they actually might listen to this, because they, they can uh, turn stuff on, right? Mennonites? Yeah, I think so. I don't, know, I don't really know the difference. Which one is, I don't know what a Mennonite is. I, they sound a little bit more scary than the Amish, okay, right? But, but the Mennonite, the Mennonite like, can drive cars and stuff like that. They are, but what about the Amish? Amish yeah. what? Did you guys ever see that movie Men in Tights? It had a, a very young yeah. Dave Chappelle. Men in Tights. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Directed by Al Brooks or Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Al Brooks. Um, yeah, Men in Tights is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's a good movie. Call a locksmith. Whatever. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, can we, I think that Dave Chappelle's character is named Achu in it, I believe. Yeah, I just remember it's just a shitty. It's a, it's a shitty running joke throughout. You say, yeah. Someone says "achu" and someone says "bless you," but that's like not even a funny joke. I mean, it's kind of hacked because, like, ha why was his name Achu in the first place? It doesn't really tie back to anything. There's no reason behind it. I remember he also had those like a uh, pump up. Uh, oh yeah, like, sneakers like the, yeah. that they had in the early '90s. Yeah, but that was because it was like an anachronism. It was really fun. Yeah. I almost got a pair of pump up sneakers like a couple years ago. You've been trying. You should. You should get them. They would be really good for your ankle support. Thanks. All right. So Jesse, let's say it's like Sunday afternoon. Got nothing to do. Maddie's out doing something. So you're ready to like indulge in a guilty pleasure. What do you do? Let's keep it. Let's keep it PG-13. Oh come on. <laughs> get, out, get out of here. What are you talking about? You know that the first thing that happens when your girlfriend Ew, get goes out, out of here. Go away. Get out. Uh, uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate that at all, Vuko. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Um, yeah, here's, a, here's the thing. I always... 
I always I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> you you started off attacking me, so I'm attack back. But uh, <laughs> just uh, you're all liars. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, I never really take advantage of these situations. Um, what I end up doing is I I uh, I always like will put on sports, but then I'll get bored of listening to commentary, so I'll then um, put on like a podcast, and so I'll watch sports <laughs> and listen to a podcast and half pay attention to each. I'll make a mess. Um, I'm usually really like, like good, good. Like I'll clean up after myself. But if no one's watching me, I'll just like stack, you know, toast on the counter and uh, <laughs> leave crumbs everywhere. Yeah. It's always mess. It's never fun. I never feel all that like uh, fulfilled at the end of the day. Okay. What's the food that you make yourself? Like you, she's gone for like the afternoon, and like you have to make yourself lunch. What's like? The thing uh, you want don't, to I don't know. I, I try not to have food around the house that I'm not going to, like, feel bad about eating. I don't know. I'll make toast. That's, I'll make toast. I'll eat, like, a bunch of nuts. Um, we have these these dried cherries that we get from Whole Foods that we, we mark as currants, which which cost $3 a pound. Yeah. The cherries are actually $10 a pound. So a little scam in the book if either you guys are interested. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I we, I don't really snack on anything all that impressive. Okay, I no. make a tuna melt. I don't know why. I always wind up craving it. It's weird. What kind of tuna do you do? Do you do you add like do you do like mayo to that and all that I stuff? Do, or I, just but like, like you gotta go light on the mayo. It's like a little mayo, a little mustard. It actually, I think it's. Do you add celery? Uh, usually just onion. Hey, yeah, you don't really like celery. I think celery's fine. It just doesn't bring anything to the table. I so love you get like I a love crunch, that crunch. But the onion gives me the crunch. I yeah, know. yeah, I, I can get that. All right. Um, <laughs> little curry powder is nice. All right, so I'm now going to be bringing you and Buko together um, through a ceremony. Actually, you guys have Should both. You guys have both been to several weddings lately. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. So Jesse, I'm just wondering, how do you know if it's going to be like a good wedding, or what do you look for to have like to as as a participant or like a, an attendee in a wedding? Like, what are you looking for for to to really like be an enjoyable experience for you? That's a great question. I think. That's um, a great question. I think the like ratio of bartenders to people at the wedding is an important one. There's nothing worse than like a bottleneck at the bar where I'm there's actually, like a, a 30 person wait, right? I'm going to go with you on this one. It's true. At the wedding we were at, there was only, during the cocktail hour, there was only two bartenders, but they had people walking around with pre-made gin and tonics just on platters, which was great. I think it's a good, good move. I like, I like the pre-made. Yeah, like I understand that if like there's only space for like one bar... Then like, but if to like make pre-make some stuff, that's that was a good idea. It was very effective. I also think that like you don't have to have fancy drinks at a, at a wedding. If I've been I've been to weddings that are uh, you know beer and wine, um, perfectly fine in my book. I, I you know I prefer the the other stuff too. But um, yeah, just too, having too. access to alcohol is a good one for me. I need to get that uh, that liquored up just a little bit to be able to dance. Otherwise, I'm like awkwardly dancing with my girlfriend and I, I have that like mentality of that one Dave Chappelle skit where there's like the white guy dancing and he's going one and two and one and two and three and four and one and two. Yeah. Yeah. That's like how I am my, and I'm super self-conscious. So um, yeah, getting a nice early buzz is key for a, for a wedding. I think, yeah. I think a good a key, uh, first of all, you gotta have your hors d'oeuvres just go with like different kinds. Don't go like we're gonna get three different types. Or go with like as many as you can get, and just no, no, because it, it makes it interesting for uh, keeps it interesting out there. 
Uh, what are we at? The speeches weren't great, which is always a bummer. Uh, but they did it. The the all the groomsmen and whatever they did like a dance number, which was amazing. So oh. interesting. I yeah. think that's like a new phenomenon. I've never yeah. actually witnessed. The, yeah, the the, the speeches. This they they spent a lot of time choreographing a dance and no time about the wedding speeches. So it was kind of awkward. But then when the dance came on, everyone was back in on them. So what song? Was, what song was it? Uh, they sort of recreated the dirty dancing thing with the with just the groomsmen. Uh, it was actually, I mean, the groomsmen and the bridesmaids joined it. Was oh, the, okay. It was the maid of honor and best man sort of doing it. Yeah, uh, it, it was. It was. It was funny. It, but one, the, they clearly were not great speech givers. So you know, they oh, had to so play the strings. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, and then another thing that you you guys both like is um, I think I don't I don't know really watching soccer I don't know if you guys are like member like like the same like team leagues or anything like that so like figure that out now. Uh, yeah, I so growing up in Brazil, I did get into soccer. Uh, big fan of the Brazilian national team. Um, what about and, the Corinthians? Uh, so they were they were my team. I lived when I was growing up there. I lived next to São Paulo, which is oh. the the rival. Yeah. Um, and I I live like three blocks away from the stadium. So that that's my team. I don't really keep up with them. Yeah. So it's sort of impossible to in the U.S. I just watch whatever Premier League games are on. So I don't even have a Premier League team, so I can't like be like, haha, you lost. They kind of just like rotate to whatever team has uh you know Brazilians on it. So I like Liverpool right now. Um, and I like, uh, I, I like as much as people hate him, I'll it's continue to like just Chelsea. Okay. Who? Firmino? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah he's, he's Brazilian. Do you have a good Brazilian accent? Say, say it in a real Brazilian way. I, what do you want me to say? I, I don't... Say Caipirinha. Caipirinha. Okay, there you go. Oh, pretty good. It's like a really, uh, ridiculous sounding language, uh, but yeah, I like it. Have you been in Portugal? I have not, but they, they speak completely differently. They speak kind of like Polish people. Yeah, what do, you think, what do you think the Portuguese would think about your Brazilian, or your, your speaking of Portuguese? Uh, they, I mean, the same way I think British people like think of our English. They think it's like lazy and like uneducated. Is that what, is that what the Brits think about us? Uh, probably the upper class ones, the ones that talk like this, but the ones that talk like this, they probably don't know. Someone talks like that. <laughs> talk like these. I just assume they all hate us. I don't know. I yeah, think, I, I think, think, might be, I think uh, the better example might actually be the French versus French Canadians. Oh, uh, yeah. I've uh, seen that firsthand. I went to study abroad and I, I saw these French people just dismiss the French Canadians. Yeah. And the French Canadians trying so hard to be friends with the French, but it is, it is a funny scene to see. Yeah, I would love I would love to be a French person in that situation. There's not really the equivalent. With, we don't really get to like talk trash on people's English ever. It's like kind of mean. We do all the time with like Southern people. Oh, you're right. I do make fun of Southern yeah, people yeah, all the time. That's, that's what I think. I think the upper class <laughs> British people looked out upon the like... Poor southern people. So the one of southern, I guess that's why the southern people all hate us pretty much because we're really mean. Oh yeah, was one, yeah. Uh, I've heard people be like, I hate these Yankee accents up here, and it's like Yankee. Okay, sure. <laughs> hey, you know you gotta. It's not you can't just you you can't just punch down forever. Eventually, you gotta punch up. And in our situation between the southern and the north, it's way up. Am I right, <laughs> fellas? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess we would punch up to the British if they're hoity-toity, I guess. Eh, who cares us. about them? Yeah, nobody, that's the point. We're the, we're the top of the food chain. Okay, um, so Halloween's coming up. 
What's yeah. your What's the, your most memorable uh, Halloween costume ever? Um, when I was really young, so my dad's like a really handy guy. He builds stuff, and he built me a pretty badass uh, robot costume. Out of cardboard boxes? <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was out of cardboard boxes. Yes, out of a bitch. Yes. I knew it. I called up your dad. A uh, cardboard box. I think I had like some like silver like ultra tight pants on, and like I had like a uh, a cardboard box. Oh, so you were like the I traditional, kind of like, like the traditional. Okay, that's. I cool. kind of look like Osimo from um, South Park. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty cool uh, outfit costume. I have since been really bad. I've been like guy with mustache a number of times. Yeah. I've been French guy with mustache, which is just guy with mustache. If you show up to Erica's with uh, that, it's going to be, I'm going to boo you. I I have an actual costume this year. All right, good. So we'll be right. It's not going to be like the most amazing thing, but you'll like it enough. There you go. Wait, so uh, is there trick-or-treating in Brazil or is it just trick-or-treating in like the American neighborhood in Brazil? Uh, yeah, so there's like a few apartment complexes that, um, had a lot of Americans and they set up, uh, like a thing where there's like a map and you'd follow the map and you'd, you'd knock on like the American and then like Asian and Europeans who also live there would participate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, but it was like pretty isolated and it was with like all your friends from school. What's the Brazilian candy that like, uh, you would get? Um, I'm trying to think. Of names, uh, I can't think of names. Can't think of names. So was your first like Halloween in the states? Were you like pretty excited for it? Yeah, it was a lot cooler. I mean, it was also eighth grade. Um, so a little bit. So little bit was, yeah, like, I figured it was a little bit too yeah far. It was also no, but that was kind of cool because it was like I remember my friend's dad just dropped us off in like the one neighborhood that was like known for having the best. Halloween. Always. You always and we had no parents supervising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. When I have a date, I'd like her to move on. All of my friends like best animals. So I feed the quadrant for a musical shock. To the cool spook box. Then to do the twist hands of Amy's Although she's dreaming all the time Look at that, we'll hold the beautiful baby And hold her tight Because Saturday morning is the rocky tonight Yeah, yeah, that's right He's loose tonight Yeah, yeah, that's right He's such a fright Yeah. Alright, so since it's also uh, Halloween It's spooky season uh, What used to What was like your biggest fear as a child? Alright, maybe that's continued on to today But, you know I always, so, I, I do think growing up uh, in a kind of a dangerous city, it was always about, like, people breaking breaking in and, like, killing. Yeah, that's a very religious scary. Okay, so. Yeah, it wasn't, like, I don't remember ever having, like, crazy fears about uh, ghosts or monsters or anything. Uh, it was really just about, like, people jumping over the fence and uh, breaking into our house. Um, we had, like, a really creaky, older house that made a lot of noises, like the mm-hmm. pipes would make noises and stuff like that. So I was, for mi- much of my life, I was under constant fear that someone was breaking into our house. Uh, never happened, but yeah, that was my fear. It's a pretty legitimate fear, especially the older houses. They're pretty, they can be really scary. Yeah. I'm glad I have a dog. Helps. We had a dog that was too nice, though. It would never bark at anybody. So. What kind of dog? 
There's a golden retriever. Oh yeah, golden retrievers. They just wag their tail. Yeah. <laughs> Pants. Yeah. So um, stay on Halloween for a little while longer. Um, it's oh, mischief, mischief night is almost upon us. Have you ever been pranked or a part of a really good prank? Maybe not related to mischief night, but. So I've never. I didn't grow up with that being a thing. Even when I moved to the states, mischief night wasn't like an actual thing in the south. I don't uh-huh. know. Uh, there. So my. Deal with guns. What's that? Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> fuck with people with guns. Uh, we, my friend lived in this gated community um, that was really ritzy, and there was this Ugh, that's one. That's what Bishop Knight is for. <laughs> there was this one security guard, and it sucks because we should have been going against all the rich pricks a little bit. Yeah, you have to the security guard. Yeah, this is ninth grade. Yeah, so tall. he he rode around in a um, in a golf cart, just kind of like keeping an eye on things. And my friends and I would go, like, lay in ditches waiting for him to come by with <laughs> eggs. And then we'd roll up, we'd just egg the shit out of him, and then run away. Only to, like, go hide somewhere else and do it all over again. Um, yeah, that, that's the worst thing I've ever done. I had friends who, like, took acid, like, hydrochloric acid to, like, someone's lawn and wrote just, like, awful things, like, in their grass and... Put dog shit underneath. I don't know. Yeah, like a, lot, a lot of energy, a lot of hormones, and you're just like not sure what you're gonna be able to do, but you can sort of this get is away how, with this it. This is how Florida stories happen, you know. A lot like, of yeah. hydrochloric acid yeah, yeah, in Florida. Like, do, do it, Florida. It's yeah, Florida. You know, that's how that should happen. Yeah. So. I mean, eggs are so cheap. It's like they were asking for it. Well, eggs are getting more expensive, so. I'm not, I'm not convinced that you, like, people you knew didn't do shit like this. Though. Oh, totally. Absolutely not. I just, I just, but, like, every time you hear a story, you're like, oh, clearly it happened. Yeah, Florida. it's true. It's how, it starts with somebody being like, wouldn't it be funny if we took hydrochloric acid to somebody's, you know? Yeah, and then it turns into some weird, like, yeah. acid to the face yeah, awful exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's bath salts involved. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done anything probably. anything with eggs, but we used to get like ten one dollar burritos. burritos from Taco Bell. Yeah, really dangerous, and throw them out the window at people's windshields. It's hilarious, <laughs> though. <laughs> but super dangerous. Yeah, it's not that dangerous. It's only a burrito. Uh, yeah, I suppose, but the beans could splatter. The problem, so you like the car hits the burrito, and they think that they've hit like a bird or something alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they walk out and they're like, what the fuck? Well, Sam would always time it, but we would only do it when there's like a quick t- place for Hey, I didn't name names. You name, don't name names, Buka. We, we named ourselves. Right, anyway. I, I was talking hypothetically. Uh, I've got one more vandalism story. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I was maybe in fourth grade and it was Halloween. So we had heard about these tales in the U.S. about yeah. it. Um, and we just, we just left my, I was at sitting at my friend's house. And we just walked outside with toilet paper and then TP'd his, his house. <laughs> it was like really dumb and his parents were really pissed. Um, his parents were mad? Did they, they, didn't, they didn't know we did it. Like, oh, like, that's great. They just like, oh, these neighborhood kids like TP'd our house. And then we, it was us, but it was that <laughs> guy's parents' house. It was really dumb. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that is it's kind of great though. Yeah, like they could probably assume it's like an American, obviously. Like the Brazilian would do this. Yeah, maybe they would. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, when I entered your house, it's a lovely house, by the way. Thank you. The best it's house. The best house. It's huge. Uh, anyway, no. Uh, I couldn't help. It smells really good in here. Uh, I get the lovely. Uh, smells like barbecued meat. Uh, you are you big into the barbecue? Barbecue smoking. Whatever. Yeah. Um. I I'm really I got really into grilling 
meat during like this phase of my life where I was really into uh, going to the gym and eating lots of protein, which is definitely not where I'm at currently. But uh, you don't need, that, you don't need to tell us. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, through that, I, I got into smoking meats, <laughs> and um, tonight I I grilled up some chicken for the week, um, but I also like to smoke ribs and. Uh, so what, what's your what's your setup? Sorry. So I have a have a twenty two inch uh, Weber Smoky Mountain, um, which is a. Is that like the egg thing sort of or? Not exactly. It's like a it's a vertical smoker. So what yeah. you do is you have. Um, there's like a chamber at the bottom where you can put um, briquettes and then also like wood chunks and then there's like a like a large distance to the grates and there's like a water uh, diffuser type thing that takes a lot of the heat so that you have you're like cooking really slow and slow. There's a lot of smoke that's generated from it and then yeah, let's say you smoke your stuff. Yeah, um, sounds great. I, I bought it kind of like on a drunk whim um, right before my birthday. I, I kind of wanted to have like a barbecue smoke out. And um, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning and decided to just buy a smoker on Amazon. Yeah, I think I went to that birthday party and I had that food and it was amazing. Yeah. It was really good. And I'm not just saying that. Okay. What's your go-to if you could... Uh... Yeah, like you... you Cooked like three or four things that, that day, I felt like. Yeah, I, I cooked a bunch of ribs, um, and I cooked a bunch of like uh, pork shoulder that we turned into you know, pulled pork. And uh, yeah, that stuff tasted really good, but I just copy what I see on the internet. Like, I just. What's the like, weirdest thing you've smoked? The weirdest thing? Or Pe- peyote. Uh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I don't know, I've done like yeah, salmon and. Yeah, if that's weird. No, salmon's not weird. I've done salmon. Salmon's good. Yeah. What type of brine? How, 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 I always wind up too salty with my brine. Do you have the dry brine? Where you just like lay a bunch of salt on it yeah. for a few hours and then you put it off. I don't know. Seems <laughs> to work. Okay. Cool. Um, so, Buka and I don't come to South Philly that often, really. Um, and you live in South Philly. Uh, I guess you can call it South Philly. I never know where it's people not, are officially allowed to say South Philly or not. I guess you're still north of Washington, but it doesn't matter to me. Uh, as, as, a, as a Yankee, I'm totally okay with calling it South Philly. Um, <laughs> so, do you have any sort of, you know, insider recommendations for bars and restaurants in this area? Uh, yeah, so, as far as restaurants go, um, my favorite taco spot is on the corner of 9th and Washington. It's called Prima Pizza Taqueria Mexicana. It uh, doesn't sell pizza, despite having it in its name. Um, it used to have a sign that just said Steaks Open on the front. So uh, my friends and I just refer to it as Steaks Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are absolutely awesome. But then you like you go to, there's like a zillion other taqueria places here are also really good. Um, on the drink side, uh, some good dive bars around here. I always like, like the places that are dive bars but are accepting of uh, douchebag hipsters like me. There's a few places that are just like really unwelcoming for anybody who's like part of the new wave of gentrification. Um, and I never feel that comfortable there. But, uh, you know, like the dive on uh, Passion is pretty great. Yeah, they have uh, great beer, beer selection. Yeah. Uh, smoke, you can smoke in there. That's the they well, they stopped smoking oh, the on the first, first floor, floor. Yeah. so uh, you can you can go in there at like one o'clock, 
get a cheap beer and um, get like a hot pocket, um, which is pretty cool. They have a, a good assortment yeah. of microwavable foods mm -hmm. for pretty oh, pretty oh, competitive prices. I can't. You don't like Hot Pockets? I just, I'm just i full right now. I can't think oh. about eating a Hot Pocket. I always just think of the Hot Pocket. Like, my first thought with Hot Pocket is, ow, my tongue, because like, you always bite into it and it's too hot. Yeah, and then it's yeah. frozen in the, in the other bottom third. Yeah, that is really dismaying. It's an amazing thing. Like, it's, uh, yeah. Pizza bagels are the same thing. I know. It's like, exactly. they're always so, it's and, like, and even, I've never had a perfect, And that's Eric's perfect, specialty. Is I've never had a perfect temperature pizza bagel I've had bagel so before. many drunk pizza bagels from Erica. Well, <laughs> pizza bagels in large groups are the worst because they're all extremely hot, but yeah, if you but wait, if you wait, they're gonna, and if the, you wait, Buka's gonna eat them all. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the, the, the Tostinos, yeah, right. no, I don't eat that many of those. The Tostinos pizza rolls are the worst because those are, those are the same idea. It just like packs in all of the heat into guys, one explosive. Yeah. Did you guys do pizza rolls as kids? I never really didn't know pizza rolls were as, as big as, as pizza bagels. Yeah, my mom was a dietitian. We did not have any pizza rolls. Oh, you're yes. definitely. Did you even have like a like a freezer? Yeah, we did. It was filled with like nuts. It was weird. Bro. That's like, like disgusting. <laughs> Why would you put nuts in the freezer? Microwavable nuts? I, I don't know. You I don't. You have to ask her. I I swear I don't know. I'll never get Canada. <laughs> That's not a Canadian thing, though. <laughs> That's just my mom. All right. So, and but living not that far away from the Italian market, uh, w how do you feel about cannoli or cheesecake? Cheesecake? What do you mean? I don't know. I just cheesecake. I I want to talk about cheesecake. I'm so hungry. I'm so full. I can't even think about food. Oh, but I cheesecake. Can, I can always talk about dessert. We can talk about the cannolis and cheese. But what about right. what we have? What's your meat place? Uh, my meat place is uh, Cannoli's House of Pork. Cannoli's. Yeah. Um, they're they're good for like your blue collar cuts. Um, there's a few other specialty places whose name I kind of can't remember. If you want like a really nice steak, uh, but yeah, Cannoli's no. is where you go. SBZ is. If also you're gonna smoke good. something, you don't want the finest cuts. You want like a yeah, you, like barbecue is a uh, like a poor man's game. Yeah. It's, it always was like a, a way to cook stuff that no one wanted. Exactly. Um, Brisket's like a super tough meat that you just have to let it slow and slow. I used to love going to Dante and Luigi's when I was growing up. I've not, I've not been there before, but it's I, right I, on the corner. I think the quality's downhill and all that stuff. Ever since that guy got murdered. That'll happen. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of like uh, red sauce Italian cooking. Yeah, which, Ralph's is good. Maris is good. Uh, there's a place, the there's a place called uh, <laughs> Villa de Roma in the Italian market, which is really good. And it's like, you know, part of it's the experience of like a very rude waiter that pronounces mozzarella, mozzarella, and you're like, oh, yeah. this is quaint. Oh, the saloon? Remember when we went to the saloon? That place is ridiculous. Victor Cafe, where they Victor sing, Cafe is good. Yeah. Which actually, Victor Cafe is where Rocky's restaurant is in both Creed and whatever the last movie before was um Mason the just I think I just Rock, Rocky Balboa yeah. yeah Rocky Balboa of course we know a Rocky come on uh although I never did you see Rocky Balboa no no who is the who's the villain in Rocky Balboa that Mason Dixon or whatever is that uh that's probably right yeah I think that's yeah that's good yeah, that that makes sense to me so do you like cheesecake cheesecake yeah I love cheesecake I haven't had it in a while. Me neither. I like it, but it's so bad for you, and you can taste how yeah. bad. That's like the first thing like that I think of. It's just like, I never is... think about how bad it is. Yeah. Have you been in the Cheesecake Factory? Um, I have when I lived in Florida when that was like a viable eating option. Yeah. But it's like, uh, 
Yeah, I haven't been to the new one. Even though that, that building is actually pretty cool on Walnut Street. Yeah. I, I'd go for... It's good that it exists. It has that Ver- Verizon Experience store on the ground exactly. floor. Uh, yeah. And sit and on a couch and buy a cell phone. And hang out with the protesters out front. <laughs> yeah. They People are protesting the Verizon. Verizon yeah, I think Verizon Wireless has got been people have been protesting for a long time. Why? Yeah, about like wages. Wages. Oh. I don't know, you know. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't work downtown. <laughs> Shouldn't you know that like I don't care. I yeah, it's not. On my way to work I pass like eight people with like the blow up rat because there's, you know, like unfair wages for the workers, carpenter union or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they might have a good point. I, whenever I see a, a blown up rat, I just like dismiss him immediately. But I, for all I know, they, they are protesting something worthwhile, but it's just like, it's a union who is in the carpenter union. Yeah. Yeah. He would have to like go to, and he's like, this is bullshit. Like, I don't even fucking care. <laughs> they <laughs> like have to do it. It's, it's pretty it's part of the union. It's yeah. pretty sweet though. I mean, like imagine part of your job was like, all right, guys, stand outside yeah. this construction zone with this disgusting I, I rat. I don't think they're actually getting paid though. No, they got taken care of. Yeah, yeah they it's get like the union's got to take care of it because otherwise they, they wouldn't get people to protest. It's always, so like the union will like give you a job and if they don't have jobs for you, then you have to go protest. Got uh, it. Yeah. Well, good luck to them. All right. Um, let's we got to unionize this podcast. Yeah, we do. No buco, no unionization. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we're gonna get into softball questions in a second, but um, what would you do if you were ever uh, sprayed by a skunk? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'd just probably go on Google and I'd Google how to get skunk smell off of you, and I wouldn't make a big deal out of it, and I'd do whatever they say. I don't know. Stuff like that doesn't really bother me too much. I think it's. I think it's pretty bothersome. I don't know. Let's spray you with the skunk and see how much it bothers you. Let's see how fast you can go. Yeah, I think but it's I wouldn't live in the past irritable. regretting being yeah. sprayed by a skunk. I just do what I need to do. I think I saw a skunk once in, in person and it was pretty cute. They're, they are cool. They get that white strip down the middle. Yeah. At first it looked like a dog and then it looked like a rodent and then I was like, oh, it's a skunk. But then, at that point, it was gone. Do now skunks they make a really bad smell on like animals with fur and stuff. Is it the same thing for humans? That does it really soak into the skin? Yeah, you have fur too. To be fair, it's That's just true. very fine. But I I don't mind shaving down. Yeah, I mean it's but it, it'll, it'll get stuck in your skin. What? Nothing. Um, <laughs> no, keep going. No, it it it'll it'll get trapped in your skin. I mean it's very hard to get. It's a smell that is. Very difficult to get off of you. For the listener out there, Alex just just like flipped something off of his leg onto Buko. No. Causing this like something. awful no. lull in the podcast. I don't know what's going on. No, I, I hit Buko because I think you're shifting your feet and I don't oh. like the sound. But oh, so you blame Buko. Yeah. That's that's a good relationship. Yeah, I got my socks on. Like, Sorry. Like that's why I stopped mid... That's why oh, I, tried okay. to, I tried to pull oh. up and I had already hit you. Uh, it's oh. always Buko's fault. Exactly. That's Thank you. you. Finally. You, <laughs> we all know that you handled the situation well, so... <laughs> Thank Thanks, Jesse. Um, okay, final question. Uh, you said that your neighbor had uh, recently passed away, and I'm curious as to how you're dealing with that. It's, I mean, how did you deal with her? So... Okay. <laughs> uh, it's actually... So it's, it's something that's affected um, myself, my girlfriend, my, my upstairs neighbor, who's about our age as well, uh, quite significantly. Uh, Joanne was one of the old lasting vestiges of the old neighborhood, 
on a, a very yuppified block, and um, she was a great neighbor. She used to uh, look after the block and complain when lights went out, and uh, I had this thing where the mailman would put my the books I ordered from Amazon in the trash can for some reason to like make sure they didn't get stolen, and then <laughs> Joanne would like fish them out and like Febreze them for me, and then you know give them to me when I got home. Yeah, and uh, you know the other night I had. I kind of, on the way to work, I noticed that it was like, yeah, it's been a really nice week and I haven't seen Joanne out. It's really weird. She used to, she used to always greet me when I came home. And, uh, and then that night, I heard a bunch of just like noise next door. And I looked out the window and her brother was moving some furniture. And I was like, what's going on? And uh, Joanne had died. She passed away following a, a hip injury of some sort. Um, and they kind of found out that she had some, some bad problems. So... Uh, we, we will miss Joanne a lot. She's a great lady. She is a, uh, you know, a, a, a dying breed of uh, kind of old school South Philly Italian ladies that uh, took care of the block. So we'll miss her. This one's for you, Joanne. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a swing and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grin and ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in the no, she's definitely a, a great person. Right. She's a good egg. Yeah, can't wait to rent her house out for a lot of money. So I, that that house will definitely sell well. Yeah, so she didn't. Yeah, it's not a pain. Um, okay, so now we're gonna talk about softball and the softball podcast. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is you do a lot of intramural sports. Um, what intramural sports do you do? Uh, so I play in a like a weekend kickball league. That's ran by Tachi Mom's Bar. Um, I'm on the Bolsheviks. We are a nice anarcho syndicalist um, ragtag group of kickballers. Uh, we lost every single game for like, our first three seasons as a member of it. Um, and then recently we have climbed our way up to like a 500 team. Um, nice. And we have a great squad and uh, finally doing well. So uh, good to, to have all that hard work pay off. Uh, yeah. What's your strategy in kickball on the ball? Like, where are you trying to hit it? Are you just trying to hit the weakest defender? Or are you trying to pull it? I just look for it? holes in the outfield. I can usually get it out um, the infield and just try to poke it through holes. I'm not like a power hitter, but I, I kick pretty well. Are there are there fences in the the that field? There are. It they're not. They rarely come into play. Um, you can easily hit a home run without actually like. Getting it out of the park. Have you like ever that. considered trying to rabona the ball? Really throw off the defense? I have I have raboned the ball before. You have? Um, it usually goes straight up in the air, though. It's, yeah. it's really hard. So what is that? Ball. I don't know. That's that where you like sort of kick the ball with your foot behind the yeah. other side. Yeah. Like a soccer move? Yeah, it's a soccer move. It's a real dickhole soccer move that What's the dickhole point? Brazilians usually do. Actually. Uh, they, they do it well, though. Yeah, I mean, it's if you a, can do it well, it's pretty The rabona is like if you're. If you want to cross the ball with your like better foot, but um, you're on the opposite wing, uh, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. So, yeah, if you are right-footed but you're running down the left wing, you would naturally you try be hitting it with your left foot. You don't want to, so you plant that foot and you wrap your right foot around the back of your left your left foot and try and kick it that it's, way. It's like the the soccer corollary to the behind-the-back pool shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seems like I would just twist my ankle. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And you just sort of kick the back of your leg really hard, too. And it's part of the move, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so you briefly brought him up earlier, but, you know, uh, Reed Kendall made a huge impact on the league uh, probably two years ago. Um, he hit an opposite field home run. Um, he hit a home run from both sides both of the plate. Sides of the plate. Um, you know, and it, he seemed like he was liking softball, uh, and then he pretty much fell off the, the map completely, hasn't showed up to a game the last two years. Uh, where is he? Uh, so Reed is back in school right now. Um, he's at Temple. He's studying really hard. He's, he's kind of hard to get any sort of FaceTime with. He's, got a, he's a devoted dog parent, um, which I try, to lure, I try to use to lure him into to softball. I haven't seen dogs at softball in a while, but I presume they're still welcome, right? Uh, it's kind of hard to say. So, if yeah, if he I shows mean, up, we've had do- dogs. Too. Dogs are fine, though. though technically, the field's no dogs, and I wouldn't recommend people bring dogs. But dogs are fine to bring just after like eight thirty, eight forty-five ish. Yeah. And dogs generally don't really have that good of a time at softball. Yeah, because whoever is there has to. I remember there's a do- There's like a like a some German Shepherd or something, a big dog that was uh, pretty crazy when I first started. Back in the Temple days. Oh. Trying to think. Maybe it's a pit bull. It might have been. I always think of uh, the worst one was. uh, What was his name? I mean, Sean Carr's that dog. Uh, Kingsley or whatever. Yeah, Kingsley would come and he always would just be barking. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be a dog. It is hard to be a dog. Uh, I I actually saw him read not that long ago. Well, I guess it was a while ago, but I saw him playing a show. with his band or whatever. He grew up a lot of hair. Well, yeah, know, his hair, he has the hair. worst hair. His hair is like uh, down to his shoulders, but it's it's just straight from a buzz cut. So it's like the exact same length. Every single hair is the exact same length. And uh, I've been on the record saying that it looks awful. It seems like a cool look. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I've, I've let him know that. I'm not a fan. Yeah, well, you know, it takes a lot of guts to grow your hat or something. Um, okay, so you are, you're, as a hitter in softball, you're pretty much 100% a slap hitter um, with the best possible results, and you're also an opposite field hitter. Um, why do you think that you are an opposite field hitter? I'm not sure. I, so I tell myself to, to swing slowly um, because I have a tendency that really, if, if I hit it really hard, I generally just chop it yeah. or I miss altogether. So uh, my cue as I'm warming up batting is to, to hit slowly, and I think I just hit a little late. But I think if you if you slap it to, to right field every single time, that's like almost an automatic single or double. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. The problem well, is it could go right to the second baseman for yeah, an ending double play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's not about me being strategic around hitting. I don't think if I if I really wanted it to third base, I don't know if I would be able to do, to do that. I would. Yeah, me, me neither. Hitting it the other way is not a bad choice at all. If you can do it consistently, that is. It seems like you do it every single time. 
Yeah, I know. It's really weird. Yeah. The, you actually, the one time two games ago, I hit one. Um, I hit a really nice line drive to. Oh yeah, you did hit one. It, but Zach. gross vacuum that shit up. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. never again. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't hit it to that guy. And so you slide a lot, but it doesn't seem like it's like. It's a weird slide. It's like kama kamikaze, and it's like super bad if your le your legs are always torn up. So like, did you? How did you learn how to slide? I don't know. I uh, I played little league baseball. Um, I played JV baseball for like freshman year. I was like a bench player. Yeah, JV at, at Florida, I feel like, is pretty good. Yeah, I was at a small school. I don't know. Yeah, we had a good baseball team. <laughs> I was fine. I would I would suck though. I I remember I I was like a pretty chubby kid in ninth grade, and I would never read the sign like the signals the correct way. Yeah. And I. On two different occasions, I misinterpreted my coach's signal and I stole second base um, with awful, just like really embarrassing um, effect at like getting thrown out like with three yards of, uh, of room. Yeah, but I mean, I like that you at least went for it, you know? Like, exactly. There's yeah. a, like, I, I like the idea of like you're going to be like... Like, why would he think I wanted him to steal? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, he's like miming to you, like, don't go. And you're like, go? Oh, like, okay, like, all right, like, all right, Kara, you're doing this right now. Like, you're going to be a hero. Oh, I'm, I'm out. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, cannot imagine what that was. I think it was like a, I think I just panicked. Maybe, maybe that's the reason. Are, do you have bad eyesight too when you have some diagnosis or do you know? No, I have, I have good eyesight. Okay. Well documented. Yeah. Maybe that's why you're fighting late too. Pilot. I was just thinking, just thinking out loud there. Just, just you know. No, I, I, I slide, and I always slide where my knee, like, is the part that's injured. Which is not like if you, if you're sliding correctly, that's not the part that. Yeah, I can't. Even, I don't even understand how that works. I, I, I do like a weird tip twisty thing. I don't know. I've, I've got a lot of extra bases that way though. So it's important. Yeah. Yeah, I think in these colder months, if I could wear sweatpants, everybody wins. Yeah. Do you think if you slide and you hit second base and the second baseman second base gets a jar and then so you're off the base, do you think that you should be like you have to get to get to the base or it's just kind of end of the play? I think in a in a game with friends, like you should just play it the right way. But if someone thinks you're out, then you should have a polite discussion about it and not call the other guy a fucking idiot. Um because he's claiming that uh you're out because you're not on the base. I think it's a really ridiculous thing to say. I agree with some of that, I, and I strongly disagree with some of that as well. <laughs> no, no, you're way to make it stand. You're going to let the cardboard box hang there in the room. <laughs> I agree. No, I love that. I like being courteous, but I also love arguing to the death every once in a oh, while. Yeah. I, I can't help so. I really can't help it. I especially like being uninformed about the play and arguing anyway. But this is the base isn't, the base isn't like nailed down. Like, if you hit the bag... Uh, nail me to a cross, Buka. Uh. So, uh, finish your thought. No, uh, it's just if the base is, if the base is like held to the ground, if the base if you go off the bag, then, then no. But if you like sliding into the base and like you kick the base away due to your momentum, that shouldn't you shouldn't be out by that. Like hmm. that's a good idea though. I'm just gonna run into a base and kick it as hard as I can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess that does make it a little. I don't know what people would do if I started doing that. I don't know, Claire. You would never do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, who do you think is your favorite pitcher to, to face right now? Uh, that's a, I, I don't know people's names all that's that fine. well. That's fine, just describe them. Uh, Buko, I feel like he 
early on had my number. Uh, I think I've hit a ball against him before. I'm not really sure. It's been a while. <laughs> um, I would. I don't think Steph is definitely someone I I fear. Um, yeah. Because she really made an ass out of me. <laughs> Otherwise, really, I don't know. Yeah, you've you've hit against uh, Zach a few times. So Crone, the the uh, knuckleballer. Oh yeah. I I don't notice. I never even noticed the knuckleball until someone like told me about it. But I seem to hit hit it fine. So oh. I think the knuckleball might just be mostly mental. That might be true because like it's also like half like even knowing it's a knuckleball is not necessarily going to prepare you to hit it better. Yeah, it's sometimes. I mean, it is since it is not a baseball and it's not traveling that great of a distance. It really like sometimes it bites and does something, and sometimes it just is a really slow pitch. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I hit my, I guess ground rule double off of it, and it, it didn't do anything. I hit it like, on it just, it just it just came in really slowly. That was really what the pitch That's was. That's a great hit. But there was no, but there was other, but like the first. He's always one, trying to shoehorn this ground rule double into every podcast. Yeah, really But then the first. He's pitch, an MVP candidate. Yeah, <laughs> fuck up. But the first, the first, but like that was the second pitch I saw. The first pitch, like, definitely did something. Like that was the fastball. Yeah, that's the fastball. <laughs> fastball dances all over the place. Knuckleball's a straight line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So do you think uh, do you think you could hit a home run or especially a home run to opposite field? Do you think you could hit it? I think I could hit a home run. Um, I don't think I. I think it's like a low probability thing, but I I think I could. I, I feel like I've got enough power on some of these hits that I, I could do it. I think most people who are playing could do, do it. Do you think you're you think you're swinging for a home run right now? Or do you no, think... I'm not. I'm just trying to get wood on ball or whatever they say. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, that's 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 what they say. I don't know if we've had any. Have we had any opposite field home runs this year? It's kind of hard to figure. I, I can't. Remember. Is Dan is Dan lefty? Dan's lefty, so okay. so his right field. I mean, he's yeah. hit one. He's hit one to like center. Like, center. Yeah. center. It's, it's like almost like center field. Center, but like it, you would still call that like a pretty much a center field home run. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Pitch blown away, and we'll find out. It's kind of amazing because Zach Gross hasn't hit. I don't think Zach Gross has hit a home run to the other field, and he's definitely hit both. in there, yeah. 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 Okay, we're going to get you out of here on these three questions that we ask everybody. Uh, first is, if there was a hot dog design around your personality, what would that hot dog be? So I've given this thought, um, or this question a lot of thought, and I, it's, it's hard to say from a personality point. I'll just ex- describe the ideal hot dog for me. Perfect. Um, so this is kind of a mix of like an Italian sausage with a, a German sausage in that it comes on an Italian roll uh, from Sarcone's. It's a, a nice seated roll, a little crispy on the outside. Um, I might put a little butter on it and, and toast it up a little bit. And then uh, I'll go with bratwurst, like a classic German bratwurst. And pretty simple, some whole grain mustard on that with uh, some, some uh, tomatoes, which is kind of weird. Tomatoes, peppers, and onions. It's kind and of that, Chicago that, thing. Yeah, it's like a, a meal. It's like a just a solid meal of a hot dog right there. That's yeah, no, it sounds great. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I get for them. That's good. No, no kraut on your... Uh, I take some kraut. I take some kraut. I don't like sauerkraut. I'll take it with the sauerkraut. I'll take the Jesse without the kraut. Yeah, if there's like the, the, the mustard on there, I think the sauerkraut could go really well with that, though. Yeah, well, yeah it's a bratwurst, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, next up, what would be your personal mascot? Uh, another question I thought about extensively 
I couldn't think of anything at all. Um, it's a tie between the San Francisco Giants mascot, Lou Seal, um, okay. who is a seal. Yeah. I think he's pretty cool. Um, and I kind of like the fact that Are we going to say Lucille's a male? Is I'm pretty sure Lucille... Lou Seal is a male, oh, but okay. his name is like a, oh, a lady's yeah, name. Okay. Lou Seal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just like the letter, like a, I just would love the a mascot who's just the letter J that just like danced around as J. Um, okay, that'd be pretty cool. That's like that reminds me of like Sesame Street when it's like brought to you by, and don't they like sing and the dance? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It'd be really good. Like I imagine, like hugging a J would be really comforting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if it's just. No, go ahead. Okay, finally. <laughs> okay, uh, and finally, what would your walk-up music be? What's going to pump you up in batter's box? Great question. So, uh, when I was my senior year, I was on the worst varsity basketball team in the district, and my friend Lance and I were the two worst players on that team. We, we averaged about like three minutes of game. <coughs> Bless you. Thanks for sneezing in my direction. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I felt the wind I, from her. I, Yeah, I, I regret that. I'm sorry, Miko. Great. Uh, uh, sorry. So you were terrible so at basketball. So we were, we were terrible basketball. Uh, we were like two of four seniors, and our coach let us do the, the like warm-up like mixtape type yeah. thing. So it's usually like four or five songs, three or four songs, as we like did warm-up drills and, and all that. And I remember we had played this one team... Um, an away game called Admiral Farragut, which was a, like an amazing military school, and they annihilated us something like 90 to 40 or something ridiculous like that. Um, and so Lance and I, uh, knowing that it was going to be a tough game, we decided to just go all in and, and kind of uh, psych them out with some, some weird music. So our intro song was Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and these, pe- these like, people were just laughing at us. Um, my coach was so embarrassed. A lot of parents were embarrassed. Yeah. It was a big thing. But I'll be goddamned if we didn't uh, pull in uh, inside thirty points against this team. So it was a it was a remarkable uh, you know effort by the the mighty St. Stephen's Falcons. And that night, I, I think we really showed who we were by some having some motivating music. So yeah, girls just want to have fun. Would be my answer. All right. Could you sing a few bars for us? Girls, they wanna have fun. Girls, yeah, yeah, they wanna. Thanks, Jesse, for being on the podcast, uh, episode 59. Um, really, a pretty good, you know, it, it's, uh, although we missed several weeks and, you know, season got off a little slow, really great podcast season for us this year, Buko. For sure. I mean, we still have to uh, do our ballots and stuff. I uh, look forward to that. Absolutely. Podcast. Yeah, we have to start thinking about the, uh, the season-ending stuff that we're going to do, really tie a bow around this season. Um, yeah, hopefully we play tomorrow, although I'm not sure exactly when this podcast is going to go up, but 
It's going to be probably the biggest temperature swing that we've had all season in terms of Tuesday was mm, upper 70s, I want to say, when we started playing, and now it's going to be uh, maybe in the 40s when we start. So we'll see if uh, people, you know, how dedicated people are. Here we go. So uh, do we get to pick one of the succulents in here as our uh, take-home game? It would be nice if we could take some succulents out yeah, of your soul. You have enough succulents. This eucalyptus thing that's dying right here, you're welcome to take. But well, that's for Clegg. Hands off that's the yours, Buko. No, I want, I want... Can I take the vase? Uh, yeah, actually those are free vase. Sweet. I'm just going to take that spray that says Burt's on it. <laughs> that, that'll be fine. <laughs> Alright, uh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Jesse. Bye.